A Dreadful Gurgle by Ruskin Bond Have you ever waken up in the night to find someone in your bed who wasn't supposed to be there? Well, it happened to me when I was at a boarding school in Shimla many years ago. I was sleeping in the senior dormitory alone with some 20 other boys and my bed was positioned in a corner of a long room at some distance from the others. There was no shortage of rankers in our dormitory and one had to look out for the introductions of straddling nettles or pebble or possibly even a small lizard under the bedsheet. But I wasn't prepared for a body in my bed. At first I thought a sleepwalker had mistakenly got into my bed and I tried to push him out, muttering, Devendra, get back into your own bed. There isn't room for two of us. Devendra was a notorious sleepwalker who had even ended up on the rope on one occasion. But it wasn't Devendra. Devendra was a short boy and this fellow was a tall, lunky person. His feet stuck out of the blankets at the foot of the bed. It must be Ranajit, I thought. Ranajit had huge feet. Ranajit, I hissed. Stop playing pool and get back to your own bed. No response. I tried pushing, but without success. The body was heavy and inert. It was also very cold. I lay there wondering who it could be. And then I began to doubt on me that the person beside me wasn't breathing. And I had the horrible recognition that there was a corpse in my bed. How did it get there? And what was I to do about it? Vishal? called out to a boy who was sleeping a short distance away. Vishal, wake up. There is a cop in my bed. Vishal did wake up. You are dreaming, Bond. Go to sleep and stop disturbing everyone. Just then, there was a groan, followed by a dreadful gurgle from the body beside me. I shot out of bed, shouting at the top of my voice, waking up entire dormitory. Lights come on. There was total confusion. The housemaster come running. I told him and everyone else what had happened. They come to my bed and had a good look at it. But there was no one there. On my insistence, I was moved to the other end of the dormitory. The house perfect. Johnson took over my former bed. Two nights passed without further excitement and a couple of boys started calling me a fang and a scary cat. My response was to punch one of them on the nose. Then, on the third night, we were all wakened by several ear-splitting sharks and Johnson come 
changing across the dormitory, screaming that two icy hands had taken him by the throat and tried to squeeze the light out the life out of him. Lights cover, and the poor old housemaster come dashing in again. We come to down Johnson and put him in a spare bed. The housemaster shone his torch on the boy's face and neck. And sure enough, we saw several bruises on his flesh and the outline of a large hand. Next day, the offending bed was removed from the dormitory. But it was a few days before Johnson recovered from the shake. He was kept in the infirmary until the bruises disappeared. But for the rest of the years, he was nervous wreck. Our nursing sister, who had looked after the infirmary for many years, recalled that some 20 years earlier, a boy called Tompkins had died suddenly in the dormitory. He was a very tall of his age and apparently suffered from a heart problem. That day, he had taken part in a football match and had gone to bed looking pale and exhausted. Early next morning, when the bell rang for gym classes, he was found stiff and cold, having apparently died during the night. He died peacefully, poor boy, recalled our nursing sister. But I am not so sure. I can still hear the dreadful gurgle from the creature in my bed. And there was the struggle with Johnson. No, there was nothing peaceful about the death. Tompkins had, had gone more unwillingly.